Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show today. We're doing the doo-wop in Velma, and later in the show, has the Tulsa King defected? I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So... I did a thing, and it didn't involve barbecue, but little did I know. Dude, you are a professional hornet's nest kicker. I am. I don't know how. (laughs) I don't mean to be, but I am. (laughs) You said, hey, I stopped at this restaurant in Shawnee, and next thing you know, there's 753,000 people who have called you every name under the sun. And I'm going to go out, I'm, I'm going to announce this right now. If you're talking to the Only an OK Show on the internet... It's not Harley. You're talking to Brett. Brett Manzer. Look me up. Harley does not... Google me. Endorse? If I put something on the internet... You'll put Harley at the end of it. No. If I put something on the internet, (laughs) nobody ever complains. Listen. There have been zero complaints. I'm like, hey... Look at this cool hamburger I ate, and nobody complains. Listen. Hey, look at this cool sunset I took a picture of, and nobody complains. Brett shows a picture of a puppy, and the whole internet explodes. So here's my my thing. and Here's a little bit of inside baseball, a little behind the scenes, if you will. There was a time when we only posted events, up-and-coming events, things of that nature. We were very low-key. Would you admit to that? We had a little bit of traction. Nobody seemed to... You know, we'd get a few little pitter-patters, a little fingertips on the Renaissance Festival that we posted, occasionally an interview. I wanted to up the stakes a little bit, literally and figuratively. All I did, but here's the thing, all I did was have a hamburger. All you did was say, hey, I went to the Brown Derby in Shawnee, and it was good food. It was good food. And yeah, apparently that is a touchy subject. It's uh, it's the rest Brown Derby's burger patty the, the the main recipe vitriol it has vitriol in it you guys know what that is look it up I never in a million years we're coming off a week long we just finally got to where Reba McIntyre quit trying to f- track us down and now I can't even go into Shawnee the place of my my tribal. Roots. I can't even go. I have to. I have to go through the back way. I'm literally being smuggled in in a '79 Cadillac because the trunks are bigger back then. They just don't make. They don't make them like they used to. I'm being smuggled in by a Cadillac just to go to the doctor now. You know, it's funny. You post posted about your meal at what was the name of it again? The Brown Derby. The Brown Derby. Yeah. The last thing I posted was our last show, the Country Bird Bakery <laughs> yeah. in, in Tulsa. Yeah. And I will say that that Kat Cox reached out. Oh, cool. And said that she really loved our show. Hey. Hey, Kat. How are you? So. You're the cat's meow. I, I didn't feel like there was there was any controversy. Well, here's the thing. Everyone loves bread. Not everybody loves Brett. That's the problem. <laughs> bread is a hit. Brett, eh, not a lot of people naming their kids Brett with two T's in the, in the town of Shawnees. I tell you that right now. Well, just a hop, hop, skip, and a doo-wop. Hop, skip, and a <laughs> uh, a long ass drive down the road to to Velma, Oklahoma. Yeah. There is a place called the Doo-wop. Yes. Holy crap. They have 
They put a lot into a little. Okay, can we start with the building? Yeah. So this is this is a a diner. Yeah, I guess is the best description. Now here, let me stop you there. Let's preface by saying anything we say cannot be held against us in the future. We say everything about the duop with glowing reviews. People, I want you to I want to be clear. Everything we're saying about the duop is positive. Okay, the duop is not a restaurant. It's not a restaurant. This is a food stand. It is. It is. I mean, it might Literally. technically be something other than a, a food stand, but this is a food stand. It is a food truck without the wheels. Absolutely. Not a question about it. Tiny little place. Been there forever. The only dining they have is a covered seating area yeah. with some picnic tables. What else do you need? That's it. So, I gotta say... The ambition of this place blows my mind. Like, you're going to find some really big flavors in this very, very small building. Mm -hmm. Their slogan is, it ain't food if it ain't fried. You know, there's some truth to that. The best food I've ever had was fried. My least favorite food I've ever had was in a microwave. I've done it all. Yeah, so, (laughs) I'm not a huge fan, and again... If you if you take offense to this, then this is Brett talking and no, not Harley. I might agree with you. I'm not a huge fan of fried food. I'm not either. I've kind of grown out of that. Not. I like the way it tastes. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't like it for for me. How for, it makes me feel is why I don't eat it. Well, just the health aspects of it. I'm not a huge fan. But the problem slash yeah, careful. No, the problem slash awesome thing about the doo-wop. Okay. It's all homemade. It is all homemade. So when that's yeah, different, it is. I mean, again, I'm I'm not the biggest fried food fan, but if you're making everything from scratch, it's so much better for you. Than, oh yeah, than your traditional packaged, processed garbage in oil that's been there since the oil boom. They have really large portions. I think most of this food, if you buy a an order of you know whatever. Mm-hmm. You buy an order for one person, a single serving of food. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I bet you could share it both people. Oh, yeah, for sure. They have a happy hour every day from four to five. Well, not every day. Okay. Spoiler alert, we normally talk about the hours at the end of the show. But yes. Since, since, since I'm you, talking you spilled about, the beans. They are not open on the weekends. Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. only. But they have happy hour every day from four to five. Okay. And the value... I, dude, I don't get it. Yeah, it's crazy. I was kind of looking at their prices going, how do you get away with that? That's just unhurt. It's like old school prices. It really is. Yeah. But their happy hour stuff just is mind boggling. Like you can get, during happy hour, you can get two burgers, two fries, and two Cokes for a song. Dude, I honestly think if you just got up by the window and sang a song and did a little dance, they'd you'd just get, give you'd it get, to you. You'd give the, the two burgers and fries and two Cokes? Yeah, you just have to leave a tip. See, this is why I like places like the Doo-Wop, places like the Brown Derby, places like Hamburger King. These old school, they've got the old school flair, the, in, in some cases the old school prices. The days of the Brown Bag special from Sonic are over. Go to the Doo-Wop, get, you're getting the Brown Bag special. Two burgers, two fries, two cokes for a freaking fraction of the price. I why are you not doing it? Why are you not there? Oh, because they're closed right now. 
Maybe. I don't know. When are you guys listening to the show? I don't know. Get to Velma. Go to the doo Again, the pricing is ridiculously good. Yeah. Uh, you can get a, just a plain hot dog, bun and a hot dog for three bucks. Give me, I'll, I'll take it. You can get their loaded dog for five fifty, oh, and man. dude, it looks like it weighs fifty two pounds. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at the food, going, man, for the price, rack them up. I need it. Give me all of it. I like that look. The look of the club sandwich looks good. I love a good club. Dude, all of their food looks great. Yeah, yeah but, for sure. But it just all over the place. They've got fried chicken fingers, which comes with gravy and toast and fries. Uh, they've got hamburgers and cheeseburger baskets that are eight bucks. Those include onion rings or chips and a drink. Yeah, they've got a roast beef and Swiss che- uh, Swiss sandwich on a warm roll that dude will rival Arby's or better, oh, better than better. Arby's. Yeah, gotta no, be with it. Not even, not even close. But this is one of those hidden gems, yep. dude. How many people drive through Velma? I don't. You're at. How don't. many people even? How many people in Oklahoma know that Velma is a place in Oklahoma? It's a small town. It's a character on Scooby-Doo for some people. I I think for the majority of people, that that's right. And for them, the town of Velma is a mystery machine within itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the foot traffic would be through Velma, Oklahoma, but the fact that they they do well enough for themselves to not be open on the weekends. Hey, give yourself a couple days off. That'd be the play. Hell, that's the... Let me go work for the doo-wop. I'll take weekends off just to clean. Guys need a dishwasher? I'll do it. Give them weekends off. Give me a chili dog. But it's a small town yep. in Stevens County. It's like near Duncan, like the Duncan Marlowe area. Yep. But most people don't even know this place exists. And they've got the... Dude, there are so many towns in Oklahoma where you can't find a local restaurant. Oh, no. Uh-uh. At all. And they, they have this hidden gem... That I'm telling you, if you're anywhere near, give it a try. Give them a try. I mean, sure, it, it's not IHOP. Sure, it's not your favorite whatever. But you're literally, you know, we preach this stuff till we're blue in the face. Again, we're still kind of coming off the adrenaline high of being basically crucified over a cheeseburger. You're literally putting money in the pocket of your community. It's right there in your town. Or near your town. If you want more information on the doo-wop, though, best place to find them is on Facebook. Just uh, search the doo-wop. They're the only thing listed. Coming up after the break, treason in the Tulsa monarchy? What do you mean, treason? I'm Raven Rollins, and this is my Southern True Crime podcast, where I discuss cases from my former hometown. Ada, Oklahoma paints itself as an average community, but its history of murder and corruption runs deeper than any story has ever told. You'll hear plenty of special guests, including authors and experts in their fields, who visit with me on each episode, as well as other cases in the southern states. With notorious and unknown cases alike, every victim sees the light on my show. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. According to the Oklahoman... It's official. Tulsa King Filming is leaving Oklahoma for Atlanta, Georgia. You know, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. If, if filming in Atlanta sounds familiar, if you're a Walking Dead fan, they've filmed every season for the last 15 years in uh, Atlanta. Has in, in Atlanta has really established itself as kind of a southern, uh, southern Hollywood as well. It is a little bit of a shock 
that we're filming. I'm just going to be inter- I'm interested to see if they they come here to do any principal filming for you know backdrops or you know quick shots. It, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel. I didn't watch the first season. I don't know why. I don't know that I'm. A, I'm going to say something. It's controversial. I'm not a huge Stallone fan. Well, he did steal your spot at the tattoo shop. He did steal my spot at the tattoo shop. I did get my tattoo, but I don't know a lot of Stallone movies that, like, Rambo, okay, I like, Rocky. He's just kind of a a freaking tool bag, man. So I'm not really invested in Tulsa King. I don't know. You seem surprised by that. I guess that's the end of the show. No, I'm just (laughs) saying, but, you know, there were some, you know, we read this new story, and I think we even talked about it. One of the biggest complaints for Stallone was the weather here. Because when he arrived here, it was windy and cold, and it's cold in the winter, and it's hot in the summer. And it's just windy for no reason at any given point in the year. So I'm sure as much as anything, he had something to say about where it was going to be. I think that was part of it, and I think a lot of it just has to do with the finance. So originally the show was based in the downtown Oklahoma City studios primarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, production is now going to be based out of Eagle Rock Studios in Atlanta, suburb of Norcross. Oh, really? Yeah. It looks like finances Mm -hmm. are the biggest thing. Oklahoma has a cap on how much money they'll give in rebates for a movie production, and it's $30 million. Really? A year. And we had tried to pass a bill, apparently, last year that would bump that number to $80 million, and apparently Georgia has no cap. Oh, okay. So, like, Georgia's paying out billions of dollars in rebates. Ah, uh, okay. Makes sense. And we we can't compete with the current statute the way it is. Well, and, you know, Georgia, Atlanta's got some pretty good cityscapes down there. They've got a pretty diverse geographical area down there. But I also wonder if it had anything to do with, you know, Prairie Surf Studios kind of helped produce. They have used... Their sound, their 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 stages for filming, because mm-hmm. a lot of it was filmed inside. But from what I understood, Prairie Star Studios was going under. But when I was downtown a, lot, a couple weeks ago, sign was still lit up. I'm you know looking on the internet, nothing nothing to the contrary. So again, I think like you said, most of it's probably that the salary cap was met. Um, yeah, they do like a rebate. I think it's. I think it's the way the way that I'm reading it. It's yeah. basically a thirty to forty percent rebate on the taxes paid mm-hmm. for the production cost of the the movie, but it has a cap of thirty million dollars. Oh, okay. gotcha. And you know, some of these big filming groups or some of these big filming projects have a much bigger budget than that. Yeah. So they probably spend it all on Killers of the Flower Moon. Well, <laughs> it's based. It's per per production per, per production. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So. They probably spent it. They probably spent it all on Stallone. Yeah, probably. And they're like, we get an extra fifty million dollars from Georgia, so see you later. Yeah, right. So it'll be Tulsa King adjacent. Yeah, but our boy Pinnell is trying. He's working actively, working to get that raised, to get that to get that legislation passed to raise that limit. Because there are quite a few jobs created just by just from that series. Yeah, I mean, you've got the uh, the tattoo parlor that does all of Stallone's work. That right. They're going to have to go find regular customers now. And oh, I think they're doing okay. Trust me, I paid enough. I I was just a drop in the bucket with this with this tattoo. And then yeah, 
you know, all of the people that followed Stolen Around and told him that his t- new tattoo looked cool. Yeah. And said, yeah, I don't know who hey, Brett hey, is. Yeah. You know, thanks a lot. I appreciate it, you know. We just, it's too hot and too cold and it's going to go to Atlanta, you know. It, that's bad. That was a bad one. I tried. So, some guy following him around with an umbrella. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying yeah. to block the wind and the sun and the rain all at the same time. Like, you want me to melt or what? <laughs> you know me, I'm going to melt like I did. What? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the umbrella. You want a what? An umbrella? <laughs> anyway. If you want more information on this story, <laughs> I'm going to include a link in the show notes. It is a lot more in-depth than what we're covering here. Oh, yeah. A lot of... Let's be fair. We've been doing this a while, but there's a lot of things that are more... We're probably getting... We've been fact-checked before. Hey, our facts are always right. I mean... Unless we're talking cheeseburgers. I'm done. I'm done talking about it. I'm done talking about cheeseburgers. I'm done talking about feedback about cheeseburgers. Well, we do have some feedback that's not about cheeseburgers. We've got a few things to discuss here. First and foremost, Nicole Edwards reached out. She said, you guys should come to Sunnyside up in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Okay. So it is on the list. It's on the list to officially go there. And our new friend, Jules. Jules. Julie Adams. Yeah. uh, She reached out, said, uh, great episode, lots of laughs, thanks for the shout out. Yeah. And I think this is a mission for you. She says, French crawlers are your next quest and that the bakery at Walmart does not count. And I agree mm. with that. Walmart should never count it should never for count anything. Because it's not as good as it was with the original owner. <laughs> Sorry, that's a theme now. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was cooler when Sam Walton was around. And the last little bit of feedback that I wanted to touch base on, Jay Hall over at the Oki Book Cast had reached out. He has an interesting podcast. Okay. If you're an avid reader, I think this is probably a podcast that you would want to check out. Yeah. But he does twice a month interviews with Oklahoma authors and like book related people, librarians, sure. publishers, things yeah, of that yeah, nature. Yeah. So if you are the literary type, check out <clears throat> the Oki book cast. Yeah. And if you have something to say to us, do what Jules did. Reach out to us. The best way to do that is through email. Email us at only show at gmail.com. Tell us where we need to go. Tell us what you're looking for. Tell us how we can improve ourselves as human beings. For crying out loud, we're under attack right now. The freaking... I'm serious. Officer Big Mac is going to be kicking down doors looking for me. Brett is under attack. I am. I'm under... My family is being threatened. It's because your opinions are wrong a lot of times. They're wrong. (laughs) They're wrong. Just ask. Well, anyway, if you're so right... Let me know. Let us know. Anyway, that's only an okay show. New episodes every week without fail. You will hear something from us. I am Brett. And I'm Harley. And we're out of here. Peace. I know you don't like to watch trailers, but have you seen the trailer for Monkey Man? Dude, that movie's going to freaking go hard, man. It's basically an Indian John Wick, directed by Dev Patel. He's been in a bunch of stuff you've probably not seen, unless you watch, like, The Green Knight. When we get done here, you got to watch the trailer.
Dude, it's freaking, it looks badass. It comes out in April. April 6th or 5th. Yeah, I can't go to it then because Carson's going to be four. Look at me. Four years old. Way, dude. It, it feels like a blur. I mean, there's a lot of things we can blame on that. I think we're always going to say, if you don't say during the pandemic, you go, you remember that time when it just, where everything felt like it stood still? What do you remember about the pandemic? Not much. I mean, it, it affected me more because I was working in the public as a frontline associate. Oh, my God. I was essential. <laughs> Didn't we realize? At what point in time do you think we realized that? Hold on. Everybody is essential. Well, here's the problem with that. It became a the corporate letterhead. Yeah. When they would tell you how important you are. Oh, yeah. You're essential. I think everybody knew they were essential unless they... We're jobless. Even if you're jobless, you're still essential to the economy. Well, yeah, but let's be honest. Some of us are more essential than others. I use essential oils. (laughs) I didn't know that people could be essential until the pandemic. I really honestly thought I'd only heard it like, let's go buy the essentials. I thought essentials were bread, milk, and water. What I didn't realize is that, oddly enough, the essentials would be... (laughs) The hardest thing to get during a pandemic. Can you believe that? Big toilet paper. Oh, man. God, remember that? You couldn't get toilet paper. It was like Black Friday. Dude, I don't know how many times I went into a grocery store Mm -hmm. during the first six months or whatever of of the pandemic and saw somebody with a shopping cart with 97 jumbo size packages of toilet paper rolls. Oh, yeah. And two baskets full of water. Like, really? Like, hold on. Even if the pandemic lasts another year, you'll never go through the toilet paper. What are you doing with all that? Right. You're going to go to the bathroom the same amount of times. How many times are you planning on shitting? Right. Like, I'm regular. I can tell you I will pee at 8 o'clock in the morning. I might go 1.2. You know, 8.30. Then it's 11. You know what I mean? Like, I know when I'm going. I don't need, I don't need a, I guarantee there are people that still have toilet paper. Oh, I get, I 100% guarantee there are people that have a shit ton, no pun intended, right, of toilet paper that's pandemic era toilet paper. Right. I guarantee there were stocking stuffers this year. One where we're getting this year. I bet we get more toilet paper. Why? Because mom bought like a thousand rolls of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah it's just, nuts. I didn't man. get it. At all. I didn't get it. And then it's so funny when it's it still that people are programmed to panic shop when the weather's kind of gonna get bad, dude. <laughs> you know it kills me every time. This last go round, you can look at the forecast. Yeah, the lowest temperature, the last storm that through. Uh-huh. The lowest temperature on the forecast was 37 degrees. Yeah. not uh, Yeah. It's... And there were people buying bread and water mm-hmm. like they were going to have to to hold out for the winter. Right. Like until the thaw comes in May. It's like it's going to stick to your yard for maybe 12 hours tops. Yeah. Yeah. I just. And it's funny. Well, you see the people that that go the go the other way. And they stock up on, you know, 12, 12 packs of Dr. Pepper. Like, okay, now I can see the argument for water, but 
We're stocking up on Dr. Pepper. We can't live 24 <laughs> hours without 36 cans of Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Well, I will tell you this. Like, they used to do sales. Speaking of stocking up on stuff, Pratt's. Did you ever shop at Pratt's? We all kind of had a store like that growing up. You were probably a... I can't remember Pratt's. Like, I... Dude, you Sorry. Have well, to... it's narrow over here, dude. I get barely any room for one leg. Yeah, but you... For some reason, your leg gets stuck and you... It's stuck under the desk. Anyways, this is. Anyways, anyways, go, 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 go. You're throwing it off. Go, go. What? What were you saying? You didn't. You didn't. I don't remember Pratt's. I can't. Like I can't visualize Pratt's. Well, you. I mean, around that time you were Southside, so it was probably Griders or IGA on Grand Boulevard on Western. Beachlers. Beachlers. Uh-huh. Yeah, because that was the thing too. When you're a kid, I remember being a kid on the Southside. And we'll get back to the thing. I was talking about. You wanted to work for Griders. I did that, work for Griders. Well, I know. I got fired from Griders. I couldn't get I I couldn't get hired at Griders. I got fired from Griders for on, throwing groceries across this park lot into potatoes. the street. <laughs> the one on 29th Street. They literally oh my said God. the old man that came in to complain said he threw my potatoes out into the street. Like, now, that's a hundred yards. That's a hundred yards because I, we grew up there. You could point to a spot and I could tell you in my mind where it is because that's where we went to the grocery store. Physically impossible to throw potatoes into the street because you'd have to throw it over a hundred cars easy. Because I used to place just to pack them in because you'd pull in to do the, that's probably where you loaded groceries mm-hmm. when people would pull in. Oh, under yeah. The, that's what you did. That was the thing. You didn't take them to the car. No, the car came to you. The car came to you. But anyway, my grandma, Linda, wherever you are, I miss you. We would go to Pratt's, and they always did the, um, and a lot of places did it, but we went to Pratt's because she was always, her and my mom would call each other and compare sales. You see where Grider's got chicken thighs, 29 cents a pound? Now, that sounds like a made-up number, but when we were kids, it was nothing to have 29 cents a pound for chicken. Those were the days, weren't they? But anyway, they would call and compare sales, and my mom would call her and say, "Hey, by the way, at Pratt's they've got two, three liters. Back uh-huh. when three, they got three liters of pop. Buy three, get buy three, get three. Limit six per customer, or whatever it was. Uh huh. She would come get me, take me to Pratt. Oh God! And I would be a mule. Her mark. She would get six, two, three liters." With intention, I don't know if she gave some away. I don't know how what her plan was. But if there was a good deal to be had, she was going to get it whether she wanted it. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want to win, but I want to play. So she would take me through, and I would get the other six. She would give me the money, and <laughs> I would go through and buy the other six three liters. Oh, my gosh, Pratt's. That's also where I bought con- I used to buy a lot of concert tickets at Pratt's. I remember... When I was working at Beachler's IGA. Golly. When did you work there? 90, Had to have been, yeah. That's so funny because my cousin worked there late, mid, late 90s. How long did you work there? Just while I was in high school. Okay. Mid, late 90s. You graduated, what, 92? Mm-hmm. Okay. So y'all would have passed. I've known people. That was another place. If you lived in that area, you worked for, you wanted to work for Beachler's. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I remember there were two people that stood out to me that, like, I could still see them in my head. 
from my time at Beachlers. Uh-huh. One of them was this woman who used to come, who would come in all the time, and she wore lipstick, but it was nowhere near her lips. Oh, really? And she would come in and tell tell me that the computers at the IGA were reading her mind. Oh boy! And that she needed me to turn off the computers, and she would do this like three or four times a week. Were you just a cashier? I was just a cashier. <laughs> but there was also this other guy who I don't know the. He looked like if you time traveled. No, hold on. What was the guy? The dad from Back to the Future when he was a teenager. Oh yeah, with the Crispin Glover. Crispin yeah. Glover yeah. with the slicked back hair. You know, as a teenage. Hey, Biff. <laughs> yeah. Him aged by thirty-five years. Oh really? Would come into the store and post up, like literally post up at the giveaway deal where you had yeah, to yeah, fill yeah. in the little. Form. Oh yeah, yeah. And fill out every single one of those tickets. Every time. Really? He would come in and spend an hour and a half at that box. Filling out name, phone number on the, you know. The jet ski or whatever. Yeah, or the cooler or whatever it was. It didn't matter what it was. He would just post up there until there were no more forms to fill out. That's insanity. I don't know if he ever won a damn thing. I got caught up in one of those where it was you. I went to. We'll get to the show. I went to uh, me and the first ex-wife. We went somewhere, and it was one of those win a jet ski or win a cruise. That's what it was. Yeah, and we won, and it was a. They almost stole our banking information. I mean, it was a. Uh, I can't remember all of it because it's been like almost twenty years ago. But I, from that day on, I never. I, I haven't tried to win a jet ski. I don't want to try to run. I mean, it was a bad deal. We almost had to get a lawyer. Wow. I mean, it was ugly. Yeah. Hmm. They were trying to get us to pay. We had to pay $1,000. I mean, it was crazy. It was it was nuts. So, yeah, I don't I do not do any of those sweepstakes. I don't give a shit if it's a cooler. I don't care if it's a jacuzzi. Or a can koozie, for that matter. So, but anyway. One last thing. Working for a grocery store or working in a retail establishment, it's all fodder. For, I, I can totally see how Kevin Smith came up with clerks. Oh, yeah. It's all, and it's the same, like you said, it's the same guy, it's the same woman. You just, and you knew when there was somebody that was new to, new to town. It, it's just, there's a, there's no different, no better POV than working at a POS, like at a register, or it, you just, it's, it's a different, it's different than any other thing you could ever do. I know when we were, so I worked at IGA. Yeah. And few of my buddies worked at Griders. Oh, yeah. And we would compare notes as to stuff that we would like do. Like weird shit. Yeah. One, of the th- one of the things that I'm pretty sure I picked up from the Griders, and I wish to God that we could have, like, had if we had access to the video. Oh, yeah. The video footage from the stores. Because we would have the new people go to the, the salad dressing aisle yeah, and shake up all the Italian oh, dressing. Because if you didn't shake yeah. up the dressing, uh, all yeah, the, it, it would, it would harden at the bottom yeah, and yeah, people yeah. would return it. So yeah. you gotta, you gotta shake those up like once a day. That was the story, right? Yeah. So you have somebody <laughs> on the aisle just shaking bottles oh, of dressing God. and you'd have, you'd have people like really working hard to, to, uh, to so, get it done quick. So there'd be like some dude have like, 20 bottles like trying his, to shake him at one time jumping up and down oh my gosh man yeah it was i i guarantee you there's probably thousands of hours of footage of that stuff yeah somewhere 
God, it was so much. It was it was so much that kind of thing. I mean, it's just I don't know. The bygone era, just not the same anymore, is it? Yeah, I promise. If you're employee at one, the second you, there's probably somebody from HR corporate that calls your boss, has you pulled into an office. And oh yeah, stripped of your smock and out in the street in twelve seconds. One hundred percent for uh, bullying, harboring a hostile work environment. Right. Three, two, one.